0: Today we're going to talk about uh, whether Goyim can do tshuva. Now it's not okay for most of us because almost everyone here is Jewish, but still, uh, the, I, I was flipping through a sefer yesterday, the sefer Ratzka Tzvi, Tzvika Reisman from Los Angeles. Uh, uh, sends me his svarim so in one of his svarim he has a, a chapter on whether Goyim can do chuva and I found it very interesting that it's even a shayla and really it's two questions question number one is are Goyim obligated to do chuva? and then question number two is if they're if they're not obligated to do chuva, does it even work when they try to do chuva? so I thought he was he was a little too quick to dismiss question number one he, he right away says question number one in terms of are they obligated to do tshuva he says of course not why, of course not, because the Gemara Sanhedrin Dav, Nundav, lists off the Sheva Mitzvah Noach, and guess what's not on the list of the Sheva Mitzvah of Noach? Tshuva! So it must be that Goyim don't do Tshuva, lest you say, of Veshir, that maybe there are certain things left off the list. No, Tosos and Maseches, Yavah derives that a toshav does not have to keep Shabbos from the fact that Shabbos is not on the list of the Shav Oh so you see that if it's not on the list of Shav Mits, that automatically means a guy is not obligated to do it. So that that was his conclusion in terms of question number one, are they obligated to do it? I just wasn't sure that you can conclude that so quickly. Meaning there are things that aren't on the list that a guy might still be obligated to do. For example, Rav Moshe has a famous shuvah where he was asked about school prayer. Of a Jewish child is in a public school and they're praying and they're whatever, they have a beginning of each day. They they probably don't do this anymore, but they have the beginning of each day where they would pledge allegiance and they would do certain basic things. You know, one nation under God, and maybe offer some sort of generic prayer, not to uh, identify God by any religion, but just, you know, God in general. And uh, can a Jew participate in that prayer? And Ramosh says, I don't see what the problem would be. And he says, you know, after all, what, what are you worried about, praying with Goyim? There's no issue of praying with Goyim. To the contrary, Goyim are obligated in Tefillah. A is obligated to pray. What, what, what? How do you say? A guy is obligated to pray. It's not one of the seven know of. Noach says so from Moshe because a guy has to believe in God. And if you believe in God, it means you supposed to have some sort of relationship with God. It can't be that a person has a mitzvah to believe in God and is not able to call out to that God, and is not obligated to call out to Him in the tzara. A, a belief in God involves a relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So, God also has to have a relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So, included in emuna. his tefila. One could make the argument that truth is the same that if a person were to say, okay, I did an Avera for fallen that's it, I'm done, I'm finished, there's nothing I can do with the rest of my life, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm distant from God. What's tshuva fundamentally? It is a return to a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So one could have made the argument, uh, I didn't see anyone did, but one could make the argument that God is obligated, and that is part of The Part of belief in God is to do tshuva for one's Averas. Furthermore, there may be another reason that tshuva doesn't get listed in the Shav Mitzvah Rav Sachs mentioned the other week that uh, there's a Chakira Nachronin. is tshuva a mitzvah Klali or a mitzvah Prati, meaning the Rambam doesn't list tshuva as a mitzvah. So Ben Chaschinoch says, oh wow, so the Rambam holds tshuva is not a mitzvah. All the other acharim the, the other, the other go wild, what do you mean tshuva is not a mitzvah? How could Chuva not be a mitzvah? Why doesn't the Rambam list it as an independent mitzvah? Says the Orsamech, the Rambam doesn't list tshuva as a mitzvah because it's not a separate mitzvah like you have a mitzvah of Lulav and you have a mitzvah of Shofar and you have a mitzvah of tshuva. No, tshuva is a of each mitzvah. When a Baruch Hu gave you a mitzvah of tefillin, it's a mitzvah of tefillin with a sifkatan in, in the mitzvah of tevilin, that if you fail to do it, you got to do tshuva. When a Baruch Hu gave you a mitzvah of eating basah there's a mitzvah of basah and, and a sivkatan within Bas b'chalav is that if you eat Bas, b'chalav, you got to do tshuva. So it's not a, a separate mitzvah. It's part of every mitzvah. So one could argue, yeah, of course goyim are obligated to do tshuva. And it doesn't count as one of the shev noach because it's part of every mitzvah. So part of all the mitzvahs. They can't eat ever menachai, and if they eat ever menachai, the them within that is that got to do tshuva. So one could have a similar discussion you have like by Lifneiver. Is Lifneiver and Yisrael When I cause a person to be Machal Shabbos, is it that I violated Lifneiver? Or is it that I have now violated Chil Shabbos by, by helping that person be Mechal Shavas. Famous enough they quote, Let's say I cause someone to be over Devad Zarah. So is that Yahari Valyavar? Someone else a to my head and says, Cause that person to be over Devad Zarah, I'm going to kill you. So do I have to take the bullet? So if it's a separate issue called Lifnei the Ver, then I wouldn't have to take the bullet. I don't have to take a bullet for Lifnei Ver. But if it's that I get a chilek in their issue, then I would have to take. The bullet. Rav Sachs mentioned that this is Rabbi Yerucham Vershul Perla explains the Baha counts the mitzvah of Tochacha because he thinks that Tochacha is a mitzvah of Arvus and it's an independent mitzvah. But that other Rishonim seem to understand that Arvus is a chilek, and Rav Kivager writes this explicitly that Arvus is a chilek of each and every mitzvah. So you have such a chikir. Maybe you could say the same thing about Tshuva. That Tshuva is not independent; it's part of each and every mitzvah. So I wasn't so fast to say that Goyim are not obligated in Tshuva. They might be obligating in tshuva, but let's assume for a moment that they're not. Does Tshuva work by Goyim? Does Tshuva work for Goyim? So you would think that this is an open and shut case. There's no Shiloh whatsoever. There's the most obvious Raya. What's the most obvious Raya? Ninven. Ninven. The people of Ninveh do Shuvah that we read about in Kippur. This is like a big deal. God sees that they did Shuvah. So Koroshvarchal decides, okay, I won't punish them. They did Shuvah. Wow, so you see very clearly, not only that, the mission and stuff of tells us that on, on a fast day, they would offer divrei kivushin. That on a fast day, they would tell people, you know, you have to remember why you're fasting. And sometimes people get in their head that the ichor of the fast is just not eating. That that's the whole point of the fast. That is not the whole point of the fast. I you know, uh, doctors who are... Uh, residents or whatever, will try to trade a shift with someone so that they are working all through the night last night so that today they could sleep all day right through the fast and fantastic, they wake up and they can eat and everything's great. That's not what a fast is about. So they would say, you know what a fast is about? So the, 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 the Mishnah records what they would say, it doesn't say that God saw their sackcloth and their fast. Rather, that he saw, Esma you kishovu know, The, the, the mission says we would emphasize the tshuv of the Anche Ninve as the paradigm. That when we fast, and we're doing, and we're, it's supposed to inspire us to tshuva, and that's what a fast is all about, it's supposed to inspire us to tshuva, and to ma'asim the Gemara Barachas says that, igru tzedaka that the uh, main point of fasting is to inspire ones to suck. I think we spoke about that last week. So the, the, the paradigm, the paradigm of, of tshuva is apparently Anshay Inve. So why would one ever want to make the argument that Goyim can't do tshuva? So the reason one might want to make such an argument is that there is a Yerushalmi that seems to say it explicitly, that Goyim cannot do tshuva. The Yerushalmi in the ninth parakel nazirah writes, Berchit per alav, that only Jews can have kapara, of the cannot have kapara. And there's a that seems to say this way as well. That if we do tshuva, he, uh, Hashem is no He 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 uh, pays attention to us and gives us uh, uh, brings us back. Yo la you might think that 's for everybody, Tam Lobar only when we do chuva but not, and this is the Sheta of the Mabit and the Ramami Panu that on some level goyim are limited in their ability to uh, to do chuva. I, what do you do about Anchei Ninvei? The fact that Anshe Ninve is uh, uh, are held up as the paradigms of uh, Tshuva. Min Chashinuch, Mitzvah Shinsa Megdalin, you know, very, very quickly summarizes. He says, you know, Tshuva is noik for all Bnei Yisrael, except for Echei Rishot HaVekatan. Ve'im Tshuva noagis be'bnei Noach, re'isi b'sifrei drushim she'erichu Min Chashinuch says, you know, I've seen the drush that talk about whether it applies to Bnei Noach, kasu and there are some that say that it doesn't work, and they come up with all sorts of terutzim for the terutzim of of Ve'in kan The impression you get from is that he doesn't really buy it, but he doesn't really want to discuss it. That uh, you know, he sounds like he's saying, yeah, they come up with all sorts of dachuk terutzim as to why it is that the anshin Ninvei were able to do chuva if gaiim can't do chuva, But pasul is that the anshin Ninvei were able to do tshuva, and all Goyim are able to do tshuva. So, Tzvika Reisman in his Sefer, in Ratzka Tzvik, quotes a Bnei With where the Bnei Sashkar, Bnei Sashkar quotes four reasons why maybe Goyim shouldn't be able to do tshuva. Uh, the, he, he, the, he associates tshuva with a Melech being mochal and his kavod, with a Baruch being mochal and his kavod. That's why tshuva works. So, the lach is a Melech Shemachal al-Kavodo, ain't normally. But Menei Sasekhar suggests we're the ones that were Mamlech HaKadosh Baruch in the first place. So maybe he could be Mochel and his Kavad Klape, us. But he can't be, he's not going to be Mochel and his k- Kavad Klape, those who are not Mamlech HaKadosh Baruch Or it could be that the entire Bria Sa'olam was predicated on our Kabbalah torah. So therefore, when we're MeKabal Torah, we become shutvim in the Malchus shemayim on some level. Sounds a little bit difficult to say something like that. But Menei Sasekhar suggests something like that as well. Or maybe B'nai Yisrael suggests simply that we have so many mitzvahs, Klal Yisrael is responsible for so much that it's almost like an onus if we sin. Of course we're going to sin in something, you know. It's not just a basic seven of keeping society functioning with some sense of morality. We have so many details. So maybe it's considered like an anus. Or maybe Yadav Yisrael is not a melech at all. He's an av. And an av, shemach lal kavodo because Ritzonu Father, can be mochol on his kavod. What do we do about the Anche Ninve? if you're going to assume that Gaim can't do tshuva? So what you have to say is that, of course, Gaim can do tshuva, but it's not the same, meaning that tshuva doesn't accomplish the same thing that a tshuva of Yisrael will accomplish. And this is what the Mabit writes. The Mabit writes that, like, oh, you can do tshuva, but a partial tshuva. Uh, you know, it's not like an, another mitzvah. There is no partial mitzvah, so You can't do part of the mitzvah of tefillin. You do the mitzvah tzvillin, or you don't have it. You have three partials, so that's, uh, you don't have the mitzvah of right? But by tshuva, there's such a thing as like a partial tshuva. I'm glad you could do a partial tshuva. Maybe that's why it's held up even as the paradigm, that we hold it up as the paradigm to encourage people, that you think, oh, I can't be perfect, so why try? Well, you don't have to be perfect. Even even a little step, even a partial tshuva is, is something. That's what the Mabit suggests. Tzvika Reisman suggests that maybe that's totally in the sugya of chatzisheer shir b'mitzvahs. I'm not sure that it is, because I don't know if that's called the chati shir, per se. But, uh, you know, there's a major sugya about, let's say, uh, you have one kazayas of matzah and two Jews, right? So is there any value in splitting the kazayas in each of us eating a half a kazayas? Do you say, okay, great, now nobody got the mitzvah? Or do you say, no, everyone got a chazi shir in the mitzvah, and therefore there's some kiyo. Rav Asher White has a piece on this in his Haggadah shal It's a fascinating topic, but not for now. Another possible suggestion, the Ramami Panu writes in uh, Sarama Maros that the tshuva um really doesn't work. HaKadosh Baruch Hu accepted tshuva s'an she'ninve she because it would have otherwise resulted in total destruction. And lo, so overall, the Shavis Yitzhar Baruch created the world to be populated. But again, that's not the pastus. The pastoralist is that it does work on, on, on some level. Um, what, what the simplest approach might be is that, what did the Yerushalmi say? That a guy doesn't have kapara, doesn't have kapara. Now, there's a big difference between saying, you know, I'm a tzaddik, I have a relationship with my Kadosh Baruch again, and saying that my averos have been wiped out. Even even if you're going to talk about tshuva miyu, the avera is just wiped out and it's not turned into a mitzvah. But but that has something to do with changing the past. It could be that a guy is able to do tshuva, but it's a mikanel haba tshuva. It's a tshuva that says, okay, now that I am committing to be a tzaddik, I can return to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, I can return to a relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and I can be considered a tzaddik from here on in despite the fact that my Averos are still weighing heavily on me and that I still have them to account for in the past. The khidish of a Jew's chuva is that the Averos can actually go away. So it's not just Tshuva, it's kapara that we have not just chuva, we have this extra element of Kapara as well. If you take a look in that piece in Ratz he has a whole bunch of marmakomas. That uh, that discuss this issue and other po- possible limitations that maybe our tshuva works in Elam but also a guy's tshuva only works in Elam Azah. Uh, maybe the chet of a Jew is not a chet pe'etzem. It only happens because nichnas we're acting out of our minds, and therefore we have the ability to do tshuva, but a guy is acting within his mind when he's doing an avera, and therefore maybe he doesn't have the ability to do tshuva. All sorts of different svaras that are used. But the pashad, I think, would be that Anche uh, and were able to do tshuva, and therefore it's a real clear raya that a guy Can do true, but the problem is, Ramami Padu, the Mabit seem to hold that at least in some way, in some level, that Goyim are limited. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed.